Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. Oh, I can. Yeah, yeah, cool. Hello, welcome to Six Show Podcast, Copen Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. I said that too quickly. Coping in Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Owen, and the man, the man, the wind beneath my wings, Marius is here with me. Well, that's poetic. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. There you go. Let's hear of the Irish. Yeah. Uh, this is your modern guy living in the city of Copenhagen. We talk about Denmark. We talk about Scandinavia. We talk about we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Marius, what do we want to talk about today? Well, today is very Scandy. Oh? It's very Scandy. Scandy. I love a bit of Scandy. Yes. Uh, well, we'll kick it off with the news roundup. Yep. Um, but then we actually have a, a Norwegian uh, uh, expat. Yeah. Uh, we have a Swedish expat. Well, oh, and the Swedish. Yes, and yeah. uh, uh, and, a, and, a, and another Danish expat. What? We got the trifecta? We got the trifecta today. What? The Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. Yes, it's beautiful. And we're going to have a, yeah, a, a dubbed it Scandi Talk. Scandi Talk. We're going to talk about sort of Scandinavia and how it is to be an expat in, 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 in yeah, in Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Wow. So, uh, and there'll be a quiz at the end of it. Oh, I love a quiz. Love a good quiz. Yeah. Um, But yeah, shall I shall I just uh, take us straight into the news roundup? Do you have anything else after the the the, the Scandi talks? I might sneak in some hot tips. Get some hot tips too. Yeah, oh, you're treating right. me. Oh, you're yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. spoiling me, man. You deserve it. Ah, all right, let's get into it. You're on sick. So, uh, the news roundup. Yep. Um, Denmark. Uh, we've uh, we've been ranked 14 best country at dealing with Corona. Now. I think it's a little bit weird making a competition out of this. Yeah. Uh, but uh, according to uh, Bloomberg, a Bloomberg report, yeah, um, Denmark is the 14th best country at dealing with Corona. Mm. Uh, New Zealand and Singapore rated the best. Um, yeah, New Zealand knocked it out of the park. Uh, they they killed it. Yeah. Well, almost. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was only 53 countries that were included. So so not. All the countries in the world. One nine 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 three. Yeah, there's a lot of more countries, but um, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, uh, but Denmark, yeah, and when it started, we came in 14th, um, and you could say, well, should we have done better? Uh, probably not. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty spot on. You're pretty happy with the way things have gone. Yeah, we did. We did. We have sort of had some setbacks with yeah. the vaccines and stuff like that, and mm. so. And the whole uh, J Day, as it's been called, which is not the Juleborg Day, but now the uh, I don't know why it's why is it Jab Day? Why is it called Jab Day? Why is it called J Day? I don't know. According to this article, it's J Day. It's J Day, uh, where the country will be fully vaccinated has been uh, moved to the uh, August eighth. So maybe that played against uh, us ranking higher, but uh, we did we did um, sort of uh, we did. Beat now that is Scandi talks. Yeah, we did fare better than Norway and yes, Sweden. Yes, yes, that's uh, what that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> um, Sweden came in at uh, uh, number thirty-two, uh-huh. and um, Norway was uh, I think they were fifteenth actually. So oh, okay. we we just just just, just nipped it in the bud. There. Just nipped nice, it in the bud. nice. Yes. And it was sort of based around. Um, sort of, uh, yeah, sort of vaccine programs and ho- hospital ca- uh, capacities, uh, health sec- sector, freedom of movement, and sort of stuff like this. Yeah, they, they based it around. So, um, but yeah, uh, we're still dealing with it. And um, in a in a a school here in Denmark has has uh, because we've opened up for schools again. But at the moment, they're kind of most uh, schools are doing this uh, sort of. You're alternating, so you do one week you're home, mm-hmm. next week you're in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. Uh, and I get that could be a bit annoying. So uh, a school in um, uh, where is it? Uh, I think it's in Jutland. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they've they've set up sort of tiny tents. Okay. Outside. Tiny little kid tents. Yeah, it's like a single sort of more of a tall tent. A teepee. Tiny yeah, but teepee. it's like a tent. It is a prop. It's like teeny a tiny teepee for toddlers. That that would be a great name for it. Yes, yeah. um, and uh, their seventh graders are are now sort of uh, having uh, yeah 
being taught outdoors. But then they sit in these individual tents. What? Yeah. And uh, that has caused, uh, and they shared this on Facebook uh, proudly. Yeah. Uh, saying, look, we found a great solution for this. This caused uh, a lot of people to uh, give them a lot of abuse. Oh. They've been trolled uh, and had to close the comment sections on their Facebook oh. page and shit like that. Uh, because pe- but people are like, what are you doing to these kids? And April has been... One of the coldest Aprils in 25 years. It snowed the other day. It snowed the other day. Uh, so I can understand there's maybe a bit of... What is this? Does this make yeah. sense? But um, according to this article, the, the the kids are pretty happy with it. I'm sure they were. They they are getting out of the house, going into a cool little tent of your own. I mean, yeah. that sounds fun. They sit That's in a little... That's productive. It's positive. Like, product... Like, uh, uh, um, Uh, Use your words. Where's it gone? Um, <laughs> uh, active, proactive. Yes, proactive. Yeah. Uh, side note: comment section. Someone told me this week that um, the Voice, that the t- TV the, show, yeah, really, really popular in Denmark, I believe. There's one with the chairs where they turn yeah, around boo, and, and they get a coach. Around, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Singing you, contest. I, expa- yeah. Um, I heard that. Uh, There's a, a serious problem with people trolling the the um uh where where are my words gone uh, singers the, the 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 singers no the contestants oh okay yeah like really really bad stuff like on social media yeah trolling them. on Twitter and such and like like teenage like young girls who are like singing their heart out on TV and trying to make it getting like like middle-aged mothers being like fuck you you ugly fuck you know like <laughs> this kind of like crazy stuff and seemingly is meant to be really bad i think that's quite sadly quite normal uh but it, what, what, and it's like but in denmark it's meant to be like well i don't know they're not comparing to other places but i heard it was really bad here oh okay yeah. i haven't heard about that but uh i, I could imagine it's crazy stuff uh, um Sad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like adults uh, yeah. putting down children who just are just... TV doing, just singing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I have my thoughts on these shows. Yes. And they definitely also are yes. not necessarily the... I would not invite my children, if I had any, to, to go do that. Yeah. But that does not excuse people sitting uh, behind their screens and, mm. and uh, shitting on these no. uh, these poor poor kids. No. Uh, but that's what they've done with this school also. <laughs> uh, yeah. But they're uh, they've stopped sharing their pictures, but uh, they're carrying on with this. Okay. And I actually I actually think it's a yeah okay it might be a bit cold, yeah. um, but fuck it you know mm. we're Vikings aren't we? Yeah. We're supposed to be Vikings here, so deal with it. Uh, so I actually think that's quite a nice and sort of a very irrational fear that like mm. they're sitting outside. And I actually think I think the only thing I could agree with a little bit was like. If it's like giving these children sort of that they're scared of, if it's too much of a fear mongering in terms of sort of, oh, don't go close to your 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 friends. Yeah, no. But they're not doing that in no. their in their lunch break. They get to socialize freely and stuff like that. And also, if you go anywhere near one of the quick tests or a test center, that fear is there. Like that is like the, the big yeah. white tent with people with masks and like it, it's it's a yeah. pop- apocalyptic visions, right? So True. I mean. Yeah. Having a tent outside isn't that bad. No, no, and it looks kind of cool. That's Owen's take on it. That's Owen's take yeah. on. Having a take out tent outside is not that bad. Exactly. That's where a tent that, should be, in my opinion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call me crazy. Call me crazy, yeah. but tents belong outside. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, final bit of news. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 a round of applause for Thomas Winterberg. Hey! Yeah. And uh, Druck, which won uh, Best International Feature uh, at the Oscars. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, I, you've seen the film. I actually haven't seen it. You, I did you, see it. You, I you saw it in like the cinema it. and I loved it. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's a, that's a, that's a nice little little thing. It's not a little thing. It's a big thing it's to win thing. the, the goddamn Oscars. I think it's going to be excellent for, uh, for instance, um, uh Danish film? Danish, no, no, but like Danish, yeah, Danish film, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Danish film, yeah. Cool. But also like our guest who made the the um, 
Star Wars short. Uh, oh, we yeah, had yeah. In. yeah. Um, uh, Shabazz. Yeah. yeah, Shabazz. Like, it's going to get a little bit more, like, notice for him, hopefully, and stuff like this. And yeah. uh, I hopefully, like... Might be a trickle-down effect. Yeah, and then hopefully, like, also some of the, like, really cool Danish movies, like Hunt and stuff like this, like... Yeah. More people see those. For sure, for sure. But for one sure. thing about the... the, the, the uh, Duk. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, Close uh, the one thing about that is I, I'm curious to see what people from countries that have nothing to do with Denmark, like someone in America who's never been to Denmark, thinks is happening when they see the children with the... Like, I think I've told you this when I saw the movie. I want to know what they think is happening when you see trucks of children... Dressed as little captains with their hats on, <laughs> getting, getting really pissed. <laughs> wankered, yeah. yeah, like what do they? Because it does. Because it's just a Danish thing, so they don't explain it in the movie. Yeah, of course. But it's prominent in the movie. But they're they're actually. It's been uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, production company has bought the rights to do an American take on this. So, really? Yeah. It's called another round in English. But, yeah. So, but yeah. They should just stick with the original. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. But I think it's because t- money. They can sell it to a, yeah. the American audience. Um, there was, there but was it'd a, be interesting to see how what they, what do, they with do with that. Because obviously that's yeah. not part of American culture. So how they deal with that. There was a there was a movie, uh, I think it's called Funeral or something like that. And it was a like kind of slow budget British comedy. And mm. it just all took place around this funeral, right? And it was like a bunch of comedians uh, in it. And... Um, What's the guy from the the guy from ah oh, it doesn't matter anyway they 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 did that in like the British one and then the the American version and it's 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 all in English anyway they just Americanified it yeah okay that's and it's the same pretty much weird. the same yeah. script you're like why yeah. why <laughs> why anyway yeah 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 um it was quite interesting the because this whole film is based around this um, Swedish. Um I think he's a philosopher maybe some kind of Oh yes is it a true story a, is it a real guy No it's not like but it's based on his he uh, many many years ago he did like a a study or he 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 wrote a book where one of his claims in this book and he was kind of inve- sort of looking into sort of what uh, alcohol does and how it affects humans basically yeah. um And uh, he then came up with this thesis, kind of that uh, that people are born with uh, sort of uh, 0.5, not enough alcohol in their blood. <laughs> They should yeah. have 0.5 yeah. uh, percentage of uh, alcohol in their blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he was he's been a little shocked over sort of because it didn't get a lot of attention then it was picked up by some uh, Swedish reporter yeah. and then it got a lot of attention all of a sudden and um, and I think he felt a little misquoted because he was not like saying this is a you know the truth and the fact yeah. kind of thing yeah. and he was a little bit skeptical when Thomas Winterberg the director of uh, Another Round or Druck um, reached out to him but he mm. was quite he quite liked the script and had a went to a, a lunch and had a drink with Thomas Winterberg oh, and uh, yes That's was great. happy to have it uh, made cool. so um, yeah another reason if you haven't seen Druck go see it mm. um, I don't think it's in cinemas anymore no but I was talking to someone I, I reckon they'll they might bring it back yeah because it won the Oscar that. yeah 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 um, yeah them the news I want dim the news yes fine news fine news there were too fine Just fine. I mean it in the in the in the grand version of fine. Fine. Oh. It was a fine bit of news. Okay. Yeah. Like a a fine year. Exactly. That wine. Fine year for wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we have we have three three Scandinavian uh, migrants uh, in the oh yeah okay so we use expat a yes. lot in in the in, in the conversation but I think it's just for ease. It is. Using, it is just for yeah, ease. for easiness. We understand that it. Expat isn't the only term. Yes, and it's actually quite. Um, um, what would you say? Like it can be a little bit sort of uh, ex- excluding. Uh, uh, oh no, what's what's the word? Excluded. Exclude. Excludes. Excluding. Yeah. Ex- sure. Ex- it could be a bit. Ex- <laughs> we'll get it there. It is excluding. Yeah. yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's late on a Wednesday. I'm tired. Oh, it's been. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he came from Aarhus today. I came from Aarhus today. Yes, just to do the podcast. Just, just to do the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
Pardon the <laughs> the lack of finding words today. Yeah. Um but yes, we have we have uh, we have a, a Norwegian uh, immigrant. Mm. Immigrant? <laughs> sure. Oh, in French. Go French in Immigré. Yeah. yeah. Um uh Kevin uh, who's um originally from South Africa. Uh-huh. We have uh Jennifer who's mm-hmm. uh, originally from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And uh we have a uh, Trent who you might remember, Trent Coelli, uh who's done his uh, cultural curiosities. Yeah, uh, regular on the show. Yes. Uh who's uh, originally from Australia. Yeah. Uh he lives here in Denmark. Uh Jennifer lives in Sweden. Uh Kevin in Norway and uh yeah, we sit down for uh, for a talk and a quiz. Yeah. To get things started, we asked them to tell us a little bit about themselves and Jennifer told us this. I'm representing Sweden, but Sweden is actually my second Scandinavian expat nation. Ooh. I did a few years in Iceland in the late 90s, early noughties too. I'm afraid, Jennifer, you're you're, you're going to have to pick a flag to to represent today. So, I mean, if you do win medals, you, it will have to be recognized as one particular nation. So yeah, it's you, Sweden? You, you can't share. <laughs> it's Sweden. Sweden. I very much doubt I'm going to win any medals tonight, though. <laughs> Also, uh, Iceland is not a Scandinavian uh, part of Scandinavia. It's a Nordic. Oh, it's Nordic. Nordic. Yes. Okay. We actually you see. I knew I was going to do shit at this. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, uh, what, how long have you lived in uh, in Sweden? Uh, you know what? It's twelve years this month. Congratulations. <laughs> you, you, you said you were quite hesitant with that. Congratulations, I, like, confidently. Yes, that's yes. good. <laughs> I don't know. Are you supposed to congratulate people? I don't know. And, and I'm actually a Swedish citizen now. Ah, that is something to celebrate. But I then think. you technically shouldn't be on this panel. Don't ruin it. Owen. Sorry. Don't ruin it. <laughs> we'll take it. Well, I have dual citizenship. Ah, okay. All right, you're back in. You're, you're back, back in. in. All right, good. come on. <laughs> And uh, and what what brought you to to uh, um, blue and yellow the big blue and yellow? Yeah, well, it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of wanderlust. I've had a lot of that. I've lived away from Scotland for more than half of my life. Yes. Um, but then there was also this practical facet to it because I was, I was a single mother and um, I'm a teacher. I'm not very well paid. And Scandinavia is a win for that if you've got childcare costs and all kinds of stuff like that. So it was a money grab. Yeah, it was supermarket sweet. Yeah. <laughs> the international version. Yeah, okay. And uh yeah, and as you mentioned, you uh you're a teacher. Yeah, I'm a teacher. I teach at a Swedish school, but it's got a language specialism, so people teach in, in French and in English as well as Swedish. Uh welcome to uh our representative uh from Sweden, Jennifer. Thank you very much. And uh Kevin from uh, Team Norway, where did you come from? <laughs> Before Norway. <laughs> That's a weird way of saying Yeah. <laughs> What's your country of origin? <laughs> but, uh, this is, uh, I have heard this uh, question many times and uh, that uh, you must be Norwegian with your blue eyes and your yeah. not so blonde but dark hair. But uh, I'm not. I'm from uh, South Africa. Oh, and uh, I'll stop. I'll stop imitating because I'll just resort to South African accent, which is not too far from what I was just doing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> no, so I'm originally from Johannesburg. I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa, with an Irish mother and a Scottish father. Uh, and then they got they had like basically wanderlust. So we lived in Cape Town. Then we moved to London for uh, two years. Then back to Johannesburg for uh, two years. Then to Cape Town for two years. Then uh, when I was 18, I went to London for six months. And then after that, uh, my family sold the house in South Africa and moved to Ireland. So I moved there for six months and then I moved back to South Africa to study at university for three years before deciding that I love my family and my brother's eight years younger than me, roughly. And I wouldn't get to know him when I was 21. So I was like, geez, that's a big part of my life and everything. So I decided to move back to Ireland. <laughs> so I am a traveling man. I studied engineering, so I'm an engineer. My job put me in oil and gas and hey, That's when it came over to Norway to find the Norwegian oil for the Norwegians. They, they <laughs> and, uh, do have a lot of it. That, that didn't, they did, they do have, or they did, or it was lucrative and then it wasn't. I'm back doing engineering, but I now work for um, a Norwegian chocolate company. Which Ooh. Is a weird turn. Oh. What's, what's the, the chocolate called? Black gold. Yeah, the other black gold. Brown, yeah. brown gold. Brown gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if are you are you familiar with the quick lunch? 
Yeah. <laughs> we make that. We make that. Yeah, there you go. And and how long have you lived in Norway now? So now it's coming up on 10 years, yeah. 10 so, years. This is some yeah. uh, experienced expats we've got. In the uh, red and white corner, wearing a, a beard and a man bun, which is new. <laughs> Lockdown chic, we call it. Lockdown chic, yeah. as we call it now. <laughs> we have uh, Trent Coeli, formerly yes. an Australian, now uh, living in Denmark. Still an Australian, though, living, living <laughs> sure? in Denmark. <laughs> Are you sure? Hasn't changed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit ambiguous. I'll give you that. But um, no, uh, I am uh, I am Trent, and uh, I I am currently I have a, a side business called Global, where I'm an intercultural trainer. It's been a bit quiet here the last uh, Corona time. Um, otherwise, uh, on the days uh, the days on the reg on the regular basis, I'm a uh, international study advisor, orientation coordinator, um, and also uh, a cultural trainer at DTU. Uh, where I just became a, um, it sounds weird when you directly translate it, like special consultant, special uh, consultant, however you would say that in English. I haven't quite figured it out yet. So yeah, and uh, actually it's interesting. I'm kind of half jumping in here, just hearing um, at least Jennifer talk uh, and and Kevin is that my experience generally with expats is, and I kind of very much uh, feel with Jennifer there, uh, is that a lot of the times they're they're from things like engineering or STEM fields where the money's, you know, flowing freely through the veins of all the people in business. Um, I, generally speaking, there just seems to be more mobility amongst those kinds of, uh, of professions, right? So, yeah, I kind of feel you there. It's like when, when you're a humanist or a teacher or something of that, uh, of that clout, it's a little, a little weirder to move abroad and, and, and go into the expat community because you kind of you feel very, very out of place somehow, uh, at least I did uh, in Copenhagen when I, you, you go to all these expat um, uh, conventions, but expat networking things. And you're like, they're like, hi, I'm a mathematical engineer who built a space rocket in my spare time. What do you do? Uh, I, I, study, I study culture. <laughs> you know, it's just a very different world. And then they say, so, so are you here with your husband? Uh, but but this is actually quite uh, I would say uh, rare. Uh, normally there's yes um, when we have people on here on the show, the reason they came is some kind of love interest uh, that that forced them to, well not forced them but they, <laughs> forced they, them love love forced them to to you know follow that person. Love refugee. Love, love refugee. refugee yes. Sexual refugee, as, as, yes. as the term has been used. Uh, yeah, I was going to go for that. I wasn't sure how PC this podcast. It's not at all. It's not at all. Not at all. You can, you can, you can swear and and things like that. Um, oh my goodness. But but yeah, I think that's quite a common common thing. Um, but maybe that's already something interesting to dive into. How how was it when you guys first? Because yes, yeah, you've all been here for for yeah over a decade. Um, and I guess the, the, at least what I know about Denmark, uh, my father being uh, what you would call an expat, a love refugee back in uh, 38 years ago, uh, he, I, there wasn't like a big cultural, there wasn't a lot of expats, there wasn't a lot of culture in Denmark in, in, in general, um, but there wasn't like a, a big, it was very difficult, I think, for him to sort of find other people who... Uh, yeah, didn't speak Danish basically. Um, what what was your sort of uh, in the beginning, and have you seen sort of a change in in uh, in in the expat community? Well, go to go to Norway first. So I was sent on. Uh, someone was sent on secondment to Oslo, into the depths of winter. Um, wow, fellow named John, Irish lad, um, brought his wife over. She was from Canada. They couldn't get a visa to work and st such so that he had a they had a hellish time they didn't have a good time at all <laughs> beers cost whatever it was <laughs> 10 euros jeez christ 10 euros a point right and then um you had so the life that he described when he was coming home for christmas was like not great and then they're like the, the company lined me up would you go over there i was like geez i'm not sure but it, i guess if you're in a pickle i'll help you out no worries so i came over to oslo and discovered that yes it's 10 euros a pint but also like, yeah, the pay kind of balances out. <laughs> and mm. so if both people are working, it's not that bad. And, um, but on your question, the, the, there was not a whole lot of English spoken 
Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. So when I, the office I joined was like super Swedish. So I understand why John had a had a tough time because uh, you know he, they had a they didn't have cash to to spend and people didn't speak the language. <laughs> so they stayed in a in a in a flat and got and froze their asses off for three months essentially and then <laughs> left. <laughs> so their experience was not the same as mine. I arrived, uh, you know, in the end of uh, March. So I got. I got like the spring and the mm. summer and the mm. etc. And I was a you know a single fella uh, in in Oslo at the age of 27 or whatever it was. Uh, good times, man. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I had a blast. Hands in the park and and because uh, uh, you know moving from Ireland, you know the banter is a big thing. So a lot of Swedish being spoken around me, and then I'd have a, a bit of English in between. So it was a bit tough the first six months. Mm. My friends joined. And I think there was like this sort of like threshold in 2011, 12, where it just seemed like Norway had a bit of a boom for expats. And it just felt like there was so much internationalism building from between like 2011 to 13 to 14 to 15. At the pinnacle, 2015 was just like a ball. Maybe it's just my social circle grew. I don't know. But the first year was tough. Yeah. Really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Cold, yeah, yeah. Was the company doing anything specifically or was the were, were there any sort of initiatives from the Norwegian municipality or something like that to to sort of help expats in any way or Oh no, not really no. Not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> How about in uh, you're in Melmo, right, Jennifer? If if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I well, I'm in Lund now, but I started off in Malmo, and I'm very close. Um, and uh, when I got here at first, uh, I went straight into work, and and at work, we tended to speak our own languages, except for the French people who had to muddle along in one of the other languages. Sure, they loved that. And you start to understand quite quickly. And usually there's this kind of like drag behind where you, you know, kind of, yeah, get the guts together to start making a fool of yourself in Mm. the new language. Um, And the first thing I realized is that the Swedes, like, they talk a lot between the lines. And then they say, you know, and I would be at the meetings thinking, no, I have no fucking idea what you mean. <laughs> because like, and they would all be like, yeah, you know, and I'd be like, I don't know what's between these lines, like spit it out, you know. So that that took me a while and it can still get me sometimes where I'm just thinking, I'm really not sure what it is that you're saying. They're quite careful in their way of saying things as well. Hmm. Um. And then, and because I had kids, they they got going. And you know what it's like with kids; they just suck up the language. They're brilliant. They're off and away. And suddenly, you realize, like, I don't want to be that mum that's in the shop, got your kid talking for you, you know. <laughs> so, so then I just I just went for it and made a right arse of myself everywhere I went, you know, with the kids kind of like cowering at the side <laughs> where she goes with her. With her terrible English, and I mean, with her terrible Swedish, um, and yeah, and now, now it's uh, it's not perfect by any means, but I don't give a shit really. You know, <laughs> it works. Expat advice to live by. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> don't you heard it here? But also, what Jennifer said about the 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 between the lines thing, I think, is also a strangely Scandinavian trait that is sort of in contradiction to what. The self-perception is uh, in Scandinavia, like you in Denmark, people are like we're very direct, very direct people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, there is that that kind of ambiguity to the to the language sometimes where, you know, I, I, I talk to people about this idea that, you know, sometimes you don't really know if you've done something wrong because people are just like or thing to your boss and was oh this is this is good but uh, you know i wouldn't have done it like this but but it's it's okay you know that that's a like that's a go do it again right um but but if you're sort of not used to that kind of indirectness and you kind of you're more like okay good i don't have to do anything mm-hmm. um right and it's a i think that's that's a very uh, strangely scandinavian thing i think what makes it special is the fact that Scandinavians themselves think they're very direct. So there's this sort of mix mismatch ah. between an expat, you know, coming in and thinking that they know what's going on, and then all of a sudden, bam, fuck, what happened? I thought and I didn't I got understood this yet, right? So what I mean is like the boss is having this conversation with you where you you feel like, you know, you feel like your appraisal went really well. And actually in there there were a few like 
hidden gems of like real dissatisfaction. Yeah, and they're hard to pick up on, right? Like, sorry? Do, do you think that's a is that a unique Scandinavian thing? This idea about maybe having some kind of because I I, I I would agree. Um, I can't speak for Swedes or Norwegians, but I think Danes, we think we're quite direct. But I don't know. Is that a Scandinavian thing to have this sort of misconception in general about sort of, oh, we're this? Or maybe that's, yeah, I don't know. I think when we compare Scottish people to English people, I mean, we're all in generalizations here. But, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Scottish people, you know, they'll... They'll say very or shitloads or fuckloads or whatever, you know, because of the sweariness of it all. Whereas English people might say rather. And Swedish people, they often use the word lite, little. And what they mean is a lot. And when you're get when you're trying to get it at first, you're like, why are we talking about it if it ain't a thing? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. You know, and then you realize, oh, because it is a thing. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to be too thingy about it. You know? <laughs> uh. Was there something that really surprised uh, you guys when you moved here in terms of sort of like... Uh, what surprised me about Oslo, the closing of alcohol sales at like odd hours was like just like molly coddling society. Mm-hmm. Mm. So on Saturdays, you have to buy your, your wine before 4 p.m., right? It's quite responsible. And your beers before 6 p.m. And you, you can buy nothing, no alcohol on Sundays at all, right? Nothing on Sunday. You can't buy it. So you can buy any as much as you want on a Saturday before 4 p.m., but you cannot buy anything on Sunday, right? And then on uh, and during the weeks, it's before 8 p.m. for beers and before uh, 6 p.m. for wines or spirits or whatever. So just this like, mm. like, uh, yeah, that surprised me. That just surprised just off the bat. Like I was like, okay, that's pretty strict. <laughs> what, are, what are we, what, there's a cause and effect here. <laughs> What's the cause? Yeah. Uh, they- and then, and then you... Then you kind of go out and hit a, hit hit the clubs, uh, and you see maybe that's the cause. <laughs> for spill. Yeah, <laughs> I guess directly translated, it's for for play. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, it's a warm up session or drinking pre party. Yeah. Pre-party, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then Danish, that's and that's for play. <laughs> or for spill. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Is there a reason they give for Sunday being closed? And I think it's something similar in Sweden as well. Do they, is it the idea of like, don't go drinking before work on Monday? Do they give the like scant idea that, oh, it's a religious day, you know, you like it's, it's a day of rest? Like what, what's the actual reasoning they give that you can't buy alcohol on Sunday? I think it's just legacy from the past. So it, I think Norway, maybe I'm not sure the history, <laughs> the quiz will show that up quite well, but uh, probably I know, I know in the, in, in, in quite a while back, it, like, Alcohol um, production was monopolized, yeah, uh, and it still is. So I think it's part of that. Uh, like, there's this combination of this uh, is a Presbyterian, the the yeah, at least Protest- Protestant religion with this uh, control monopoly of the alcohol. So those con- two things ma- match okay, together. Okay, so yeah, it is just kind of like vague connection with religious, like like day of rest or something like this. Uh, but it's, it's it's kind of blended in so far now that it's just acceptance. It's like, right, Sundays are the days we, you don't buy alcohol. That's the way it is. Can you yeah. buy alcohol in Sweden on exactly. a Sunday? Or? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Silly. It's like a lack of trust in the population. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. there's molly cut, like sort of cuddling people. Like there is a bit of a nanny state kind of, I think in Scandinavia in general, um, it's not necessarily a criticism of it. As as uh, you no. mentioned, Jennifer, like sort of there's for teachers, like who are not paid that well, for example, or other professions, like it's very nice that we get uh, free healthcare and a lot of like free schools and, and education and these oh. things. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it also seeps into other aspects of society, I think, to some extent. Um, it does. It does. And then on the other hand, I can say, uh, coming from from Glasgow and, and uh, you know, having seen the Glasgow effect in my family, I can wonder if a little bit of alcohol restrictions would go a long way in Scotland. But, I mean, the very first thing that, that, that I thought was strange in Denmark, I had a bit of a different experience because I went straight into a exchange program as a teenager right <clears throat> so i went into like a, a folger school um no a uh, high school a gymnasium mm-hmm. and i think the, the strangest thing there was uh was the no uniforms that was the first thing that hit me right i'm mm-hmm. sort of like these kids are wearing whatever they want and they mm-hmm. you know whatever um and then it was also it seemed to me like after about six months when i was getting to know these people that uh that there was not really the same kind of clickiness 
in the high schools? I, I mean, I know there is, but it just didn't seem as predominant in in the school I was at, hmm. uh, where, you know, everyone kind of spoke to each other on a more or less civil tone, you know, which I thought was very interesting. Because back home in Australia, the, the cliques at school were very fucking aggressive. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you don't speak to the skaties and you don't speak to the fucking Dari munches and you don't speak to all that... A dari, that's a dari's a cigarette for those who don't know what that is yeah uh-huh. yeah um <laughs> uh so yeah i thought that was that was interesting it was uh, it was a strange a strange sort of uh inclusive paradoxically these days yeah. uh inclusive atmosphere right? high school in south africa also had quite a few clicks real strong divides <laughs> interesting also uniforms yeah also uniforms yeah the same in scotland do you also have uniforms yeah yeah, yeah. i had to wear uniform for all my time I've always been slightly jealous of that. No, I don't no, know don't why. Be, don't I'm, be. The only, like, the only, the only nice thing about a uniform is it's a you can find ways to rebel wearing the uniform. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I liked about that it. That was the night, like you can find ways of fucking around with your uniform to piss teachers off. That's that was the fun <laughs> thing. Like we from in my school, uh, we actually changed uniforms halfway through my time in college or secondary school, and for the first one, horrible gray. Grey jumper, purple shirt, and it's basically what I'm wearing. Grey right pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> Grey. It's exactly what you're wearing. Purple. But this is really un- like you look fashionable. But okay, like thanks. this was not fashionable. And we had a tie as well. And you're you weren't. You, we always had yeah. to have that tie on, right? So what you do is you and the headmaster was like a demon for that. He'd always check. Uh, and you'd pull down your tie and just like loosen it enough that it went under the jump, the collar of the jumper. Mm. And you'd walk around as if you didn't have a tie. And then when the teacher caught you, you'd be like, where's your tie? You go, right here, miss. <laughs> right here, sir. And that was your big rebellion. That was my big rebellion. <laughs> that was, that was my, we all, we all have to, you know, do our bit for the revolution. You oh know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had a realization in the last, uh, in the last few weeks. Um, I, so I've, I haven't been in, in Denmark or in Scandinavia as long as, as, as the, the collective group that we're talking to. But uh, I've noticed that when I'm driving or uh, like going through the countryside or anything, or anything like that, I no longer have the sensation that I'm in a different country. Like for years and years, I've always been like, I live in Denmark. Denmark's a bit different to what I'm used to, but uh, I, I'm getting used to it. Uh, but it's always been like me in Denmark, Owen in Denmark, right? Mm. Now I'm slowly becoming like, It's it's gone. I like interacting with people who speak Danish and having to like pick up a little bit of words and then jump into English because I don't speak Danish. And like listening to the radio or listening to the news in Danish, having new Danish TV on. It's just normal for me now. I don't I don't feel like I'm Owen in a different country. It's like Owen Owen and Denmark are one thing. It's home, right? Getting close to it. Don't don't no 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 don't don't. Aww. It's getting Aww. close to it. <laughs> Do you guys Do you guys feel set, settled no now and stuff, or how how do you feel? When I first got to Iceland, um, I'd never been naked in public before. Oh, that was a big one for me too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it, it it was not just that you had to shower naked at the pool; it was that they had this granny there who was like on you if you didn't wash your bits. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and I was like, you what? And And that was all new to me, but now that now that I'm in Sweden, I'm I'm you're washing I'm your bit bits. Or... <laughs> so much so that my kids, when they were teenagers, they were like, "Put some clothes on when you're at home." My friends come down. <laughs> <laughs> <So> like. <laughs> I've had that with my mother. Like my parents are very liberal in that sense, also, and uh, my mother is Danish, so yeah, I guess it. But yeah, she would just be on the balcony tits out together with my sister who's a lot older so it wasn't weird in that sense um and i would come home with a friend and they would just be on the balcony waving tits out you know <laughs> hello and she's like what get your fucking <laughs> can we go over to your place <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a good point to, to raise jennifer it's like um That is a, that is something that stands out. That I think there's, a, there's people more cool with it. It's just it's 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 all right. Mm. You know? mm. It's all right. I think that's a good thing. So th- then I think you end up getting a, a full picture of like that. The, there's complexities of the history of the religion and the complexities of the you know the tr- relationship with alcohol. Mm. Um, and then there's this interesting thing. Uh, my my girlfriend is a um, she, she she's doing a, a PhD in um anthropology essentially she's an architect with anthropology 
background. So it's pretty interesting how, how that reflects on on Norway as well, right? And she was she showed me this this uh, one really interesting talk by a professor, and he's saying that you know like the there's this you know the obviously 1984 book the the Big Brother is watching you type of uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, this anthropologist professor was saying that in in Scandinavia, at least in Norway, I think it, that it's more like a little brother society. It's it's oh. not that you know the government it's not that the government watching you. It's like the, everyone in the society is is watching one another to keep mm. each other in, in check in a way. Like mm-hmm. so, if someone steps out of line, it's like they they'll sort of tell you. They might say uh, that's a little bit off. <laughs> but what they mean is that's really fucking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like they'll keep you in check, right? So yeah. in a way, it sort of self normalizes itself, which is pretty. It's it's very it's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> do you guys do you guys feel a, a part of Scandinavia as a whole, or are are you very like I live in Sweden and Denmark's there, Norway's there? Or do you, do you actually feel like there is a, a Scandinavian community? I, uh, <clears throat> I think that for me, that goes back to your, your first question there, the one before this one, right? Where you asked about if we felt like a part of us was, if, if you know, we were a part of Denmark now, instead of just being mm-hmm. Trench, Australian, and then Denmark. Yeah, I, I, mean, I wasn't I think... good with my words with that, sorry. <laughs> Owen, no, <I> was... Denmark! <laughs> I think it very much falls into, for me, it's like, that idea that Denmark is um, <clears throat> it's it's a home, but it's it's one of many kind of thing. Like it's that whole international mindset. So I don't see Denmark as being an isolated place where I am now uh, intrinsically a part of. Mm-hmm. I think I see myself as I've learned the language. I'm you know I can I can decode the culture. Mm-hmm. I can challenge the culture to a degree because that's what I do uh, in in very positive ways, right? Um, but but it's still just uh, one one piece of dirt that I'm living on, I mean, you know, without trying to degrade Denmark as a nation and history and all that crap. And I think, I think the same about most of the, the most of Europe, most of the world, right. Um, is, is that, um, is that I personally, you know, I, I, I would love to like go traveling more in all these different countries, but, um, <clears throat> but I don't feel, <clears throat> excuse me, like I am part of some larger Scandinavian community. And I mm-hmm. think that is also because, of the the challenges that there are that exist in each of these countries and i think it's fairly common in both sweden and norway and denmark uh to actually for lack of a better word naturalize in a way that you feel like Mm. uh, you can naturalize to a point where you're accepted for who you are i think that unfortunately is is uh, one of the main issues for me um you know i'll always want to put ketchup on my duck at christmas time you know um (laughs) but I will never be accepted for it. And I think that is one of the issues that I have a, a little bit uh, about, you know, when, when people ask me if I have a larger identity to a place. Uh, and now we're getting maybe to an area where we shouldn't, it's up to you guys, but we talk about in Denmark now, we've got the the state sports game thing, mm. the citizenship thing, which just got tightened again. Uh, and as an expat who who has a desire to naturalize, uh, you get this feeling like, hmm, do they want me to naturalize? uh and and that affects of course my general kind of uh, my general kind of identity creation with the with the environment around me and the extended environment which is you know the scandinavian one um so yeah i think that's a very long answer to that question (laughs) i hope i hope it made sense yeah no no it did it did um yeah so um just to round it up before we go into the, the the quiz as the final thing here um yeah is there a thing like maybe building a is there a thing like Trent's uh, ketchup on the duck? Is there a thing you really f- like hold on to from from? Because I think that's also kind of a you are there is a part of some identity tied to to your uh, birthplace. I would say uh, I, I don't know. Is there some kind of thing you guys, uh, Kevin and and uh, Jennifer, hold on to to sort of keep you sort of this is me? I don't think I hold on to it exactly. They're just in my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have West of Scotland tea. Um, and how can I put it? Like, we're not known for our Mediterranean diet and our healthy ways. Um, and, and people in Glasgow and thereabouts, their teeth are shit. Um, and I'm nearly 50 and they're all my own, which makes me like dental ramble where I come from. So when I go to the dentist, it's like, it's all good. But when I go to the dentist here, they, they can't hold it back. They're like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> like, have you got a heart condition? 
uh, <laughs> or like uh, are you taking like some kind of really serious medication and I'm like no I'm from the west of Scotland you should give me a fucking sticker so <laughs> like if there's something I miss it's like you know being a winner at the dentist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent what, what about you Kevin is there anything you hold on to from uh, well your many c countries of origin or I'm going to go for Prometheus, Prometheus, fire, God of fire, right? So mm -hmm. South Africa is synonymous for me and for probably the people who live there with um, barbecues, brais, we call them brais, an open fire of hot coals where you cook your meat. Oh yeah. And it is good. It is so good. And we do it right. No one else does it right. Sorry, Trent. Very good. Um, so cooking, cooking food on an open fire either in the wilderness or in the comfort of your, your backyard is something which I hold dearly to my heart. And um, Norway, Norway and Scandinavia's Engangsgrills, one-time girls, do not cut it, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm fuck off. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll do a quick quiz. The way this quiz is going to work, this is, the, this is the big Scandinavian quiz, guys. The way it's going to work is uh, you're going to get three questions from your, your, the country you're living in. So uh, if you can answer all three, then great. 1992. You, you get to stay. Uh, if, if not, you're gonna have to move to another country. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll start in uh, we'll start in Sweden. Uh, so I'll let you go through all three answers uh, or oh, all no. three questions. Uh, and uh, if any of the other two Ooh. feel like they have they they have a okay. they have the answer, they can chip in. But you get to go first, okay? So um, okay, you ready? What is the Swedish equivalent? To the Danish hygge. Mies. Men det är misigt. Oh, do you mean practically, not linguistically? I don't know, but it's not musy. <laughs> <laughs> Great quiz master. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. But it's a word. It's a word you're looking for, not a description. Yeah, it's a word. Yeah, it's fika. Oh, fika. Yeah, but that's that's like when you have coffee. Fika is slightly different in uh, than hygge that it that, that it tends to involve tea breaks with friends rather than interior design. Okay. What I read. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving Jennifer, on. I'm going to give you a point because you answered directly. I mean, <laughs> you had a word ready, so I'm, I'm. I think you get a point for that. One. Okay. Okay. Honest. Honest. The the, the score score man. Um, Sweden is the uh, world's third largest exporter of what? After the U.S. and the U.K. Arms. Wow. Oh, like as weapons, as not, as yes, not yes. Arms. <laughs> Maybe prosthetic arms. I don't know. <laughs> that's a very good guess. Uh, that's it's not correct. I'm afraid. The answer was music. Yeah. Ah. You can't export music, you fucking idiot. They certainly exported APA. Um, <laughs> final Swedish question. Alfred Nobel is Swedish. What are the five different categories you can win the Nobel Prize in? Okay. Medicine. Yes. Literature. Yes. Um, <laughs> physics. Yes. M mathematics. Oh no! Bigger, bigger use of mathematics. Yeah, a bigger use of it. So you had physics. You had medicine, literature, peace. Yes, yeah. the final one. Something when that's bigger than math. When countries use maths to do dealings together, that's called. People can also have it in between them. Chemistry. Yay! <laughs> I thought it was economics. No! Because <laughs> <laughs> countries can have chemistry. It's been me and everyone else all this time. Countries have chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was economics. All right. Very good. Very good. That was the that was the Swedish round. That was the Swedish round. We'll go to Norway now. Kevin, are you ready? What did a Norwegian delegation introduce to Japan in 1980? Brown cheese. It is food related. Okay. Um, if it wasn't brown cheese, then it was probably 
råfisk. Oh, that's that's yes. You're you're. I'm gonna give you the point. I'm gonna give you the point because it is it's salmon, but and it is raw sushi. Oh, wait, what? Salmon sushi. Salmon sushi yeah. was introduced ah! by Norwegians to the Japanese. They had a big story yes. about that, right? They hadn't figured that out. Yeah. What do you believe? I know that. I just didn't know it was 1980. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that a Norwegian delegation came. We shall go over there and tell them. That, uh... <laughs> that was like a Hindu <laughs> That was terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry that might have that. to be edited out. <laughs> yeah. My... <laughs> All right. Uh... Uh, a very famous Norwegian called Sondra Norheim is said to be the father of modern skiing. Uh, in the late 19th century, he invented a new ski design known as... Uh, the Telemark. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Uh, point. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Very good. <laughs> I, I've tried it and failed. Okay. <laughs> very good. Uh, Norway's oil and gas industry has powered the economy. 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 <laughs> Also known as country chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the thing between people. The thing between people. Yeah, yeah, the thing. We know. Uh, but it doesn't power the nation's homes. What does? Uh, hydropower. That is correct. Oh, wow. Around, ding, ding, ding. Around 98% of Norway's domestic power uses, it's drawn from hydroelectric power plants. Very good. You did very well there, Kevin. Uh, Trent, we go to you now for the Dane Denmark round. The average person in Copenhagen bikes up to how many kilometers a day, Trent? Ooh, I have a I have a car. <laughs> That's the wrong answer, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with forty. A day? Uh, sure. No. Okay. Okay. Five and a half. A day? No. <laughs> I'm going to say 20. You guys are really... Uh, what is it? You, it's only three. What? <laughs> so by, by no being way. The, the number three, I, of course, win that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. You get a point for that one. Uh, what? Is yeah, it really? It's only three. Ah, oh, come on. I definitely do. Copenhageners. So in average. So, uh, yes, you I might. Do, I do four just to get out of the house. Like, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Denmark yeah. owns the largest what in the world, Trent? Denmark owns the biggest... The largest what? what in the world? The largest what? Yes. And uh, when I say own, I'm going to do like this. Quotation marks. We're still okay, on a podcast. This is, is audio. Denmark owns the largest what? Mm-hmm. Glacier? Ooh. You're close, but not. Where would you uh, find one? Volcano. Volcano uh, glacier. No, that a was... glacier. Gone too far. Kevin, what do you, do you have a guess for this? Denmark owns the largest island. what? Hey! Island. That island. is correct. Do you know what that island is called? Greenland. Yes. Yes, it is. Sorry, I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking your. St- I'm stealing your thunder, man. Sorry. <laughs> I will like to say, and that's why we did uh, owns in quotation marks that uh, Greenland man- uh, maintains uh, autonomy. However, the largest island in the world is Danish dependent territory. You guys just own all their resources. Yeah. Yeah. It's ding, ding, ding. it's shit. <laughs> um, while Denmark was an early adopter of giving the women, uh, giving the women, giving women the. <laughs> I get that one. The, the the it doesn't sound like it, but that sounds. <laughs> the women giving women the right to vote, um, but they were not the first in Europe. What European country was the first? I'm gonna go with the Netherlands. That is not correct. I don't know. I'll narrow it down. It's a Nordic country. Was it Ah. Sweden? It wasn't Sweden. Finland. Yeah. Motherfucker, Trent. Yes, it was. uh, It was Finland. I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) The first country in Europe to give women the right to vote was Finland, who let women vote 30 years before Denmark. I think Switzerland was like one of the last. They're neutral. They don't. Switzerland, like. Yeah, but then you can just be bad at it as well. You don't have to be, like, neutral and good. I mean... No. <laughs> uh, do, do you have the score? Yes. Um, Jennifer uh, was a, a, a hardy try, but only got two in the end. Uh, Trent, he, 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 he drove his way into a one in the end. But Kevin, <laughs> ding, 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 coming out with, with oil in his veins with Four out of three. Of course, Nor- <laughs> Nor- Norway always wins. Uh, 
Well, guys. Congratulations, Kevin. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations all, as well, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me your gratitudes, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. you're pretty good at barbecues, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that concludes uh, Scandi Talks on uh, oh. Copen in Copenhagen. It's been an absolute pleasure having yeah. uh, all f- three of you on. I think Thank we you. should we should make a push to make this uh, Scandinavian uh, bond. I think it's up to the uh, the expats, the immigrants, the people who came here for for to steal money uh, <laughs> or for love. So much <laughs> editing of what you like, so much you say can be misinterpreted. <laughs> As sexual refugees. Yes, to, yes. To, to it's up. To, it's, up to, it's up to you guys to uh, to to bond uh, the three uh, Scandinavian countries together. For uh, for Finland, it's not a Scandinavian country. Do they know that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Someone should really tell them. Uh, no, but uh, yes, I think something beautiful can come out of this, guys. So yeah. uh, thank you very much for uh, joining. That's us. Big ambitions and uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. I had fun. Good. That's that was the point. <laughs> Thank you to Kevin, Jennifer, and Trent. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I just made a weird num- mumbly noise when yeah, you spoke. <laughs> that's okay. Yes, thank you very much. It was fantastic speaking to them. Very interesting people. We might bring them back uh, or do another Scandi talk. Uh, yeah, I like. I think I there's like so the much idea. to dive into there. I like the idea of Scandi talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Seems like a late night show where people should be in a like a round table conversation. Oh yeah, and like cigarette smoke. Scandy Talks. Scandy Talks. Yeah. Welcome, to welcome back to Scandy Talk. Hey, welcome back to Scandy Talks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like that. Yeah. yeah. That would be a great TV show. Yeah. Uh, we've, 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 we've already thrown some hot tips up there. Yeah. Um, did we? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, one uh, happened today. Was, oh, you're on uh, about like on on, fa- on the internet? On on the the, the internet thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the Facebook thing, yeah. Um, yes, so uh, we uh, recommended a, a, a kiosk. Oh yes, last. I think that was last Sunday. Monday. Monday? Monday. Yeah, but, but Sunday, me and uh, my girlfriend Emma Boro, yeah, uh, also known as producer Emma Boro, yeah, went uh, for a little uh, walk yeah. around the lakes, and then we found stumbled upon this kiosk, and thought, wow, they have a lot of beers in there. Great kiosk. Great kiosk. They That's have over two hundred. Sort of beers What? over 200. Really? Yes. Uh, excellent selection. All in 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 all cold. <laughs> That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. They're all, all in, in, in fridges. Fridges. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, really struggling here. Yeah. Um, so excellent selection. It's right on the corner uh, of the startup now, Bokel. When you come over, so if you're you're out uh, wearing your hipster trousers mm-hmm. uh, and your hipster hair, you know I am. Uh, and you're sitting on Dolmuizbro or going for a little dander around the lake. Yeah. Stop into that kiosk. All right. They have a lovely samosas also with Ooh. a little uh, tamarind uh, dip. Brilliant. Yes, I think it is. I really think it is. I need more of that in my life. Yeah. Tamarind, general. Uh, so check out that kiosk. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even date specific, you know. It's We're just going whenever in, you want. Whenever you want, it's yeah. it's wonderful. Uh, then today, um, Tom uh, Needham, uh, he did uh, a friend, uh, a fellow improviser, um, and uh, from England. Yeah, Tom Needham. He did a little uh, live DJ set on oh, yeah. Facebook um, that we uh, linked in uh, on our page. God, so uh, if you check that so out. So nice. Thank you. Uh, really, really nice set. So thank you, Tom Needham, for that. And uh, then I got two hot tips for you here for the weekend. Yeah. First one is uh, hip hop and halloumi. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite things. Two of my favorite things. Yeah. Love a good halloumi. Uh, <laughs> on the um, this is happening on the first of May. Um, there's a a, a little place out uh, near you, Owen, in mm. the north nor- northwest, mm-hmm. um, where uh, there's a, a f- uh, the Fulkvitters Fels Cafe. It's a little cafe, and. Uh, On the that's Saturday, isn't it? That's a Saturday from one uh, p.m. Uh, they have hip hop on the speakers and halloumi steaks in your burger. That sounds great. I think I think hip hop and halloumi. It just sound it just rolls off the tongue. It really does. So I had to include it. And yep. uh, I'm not been to the cafe, but it looks. I've really, been there. It's nice. Yeah, yep. looks yep. really really nice. Yep. And uh, yeah, there'll be uh, music from one uh, until uh, five. So um, maybe you can go have lunch there. Maybe that's a good idea. I think. Check it out. And finally, um, as we kind of touched a little bit 
upon in um, in the interview. Uh, Denmark, uh, yeah, we're we're really sort of tightening sort of the the grip or not the grip so much, but sort of really making it hard to become naturalized, to become a Danish citizen here, mm. and um, we are sort of deporting a lot of people basically. Mm. Um, so there's actually a protest on um, Saturday. On the first of May, that's called No Deportations uh, DK, and um, it's in honor of International Workers' Day also. And uh, you can take part in a poster storm um, because once again the government is intensifying deportation efforts. Uh, and once again, um, we're going to try and say no uh, deportation without resistance. So um, you can uh, check out uh, No Deportations DK. We'll throw it up on the Facebook, and uh, yeah. If you're passionate about this, go join the the poster storm and uh, tell those fucking politicians Oof. to to get a grip. Because oh, uh, this is really something yeah. that's really actually bothering me. Yeah. Same with the Syrian thing. We are this country is going in a terrible direction, mm-hmm. and it's under a social democratic government, who in many ways are yeah yeah it's they're just as bad as Danish folk party, mm. if not worse. And that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so shit. So yeah, I I highly recommend supporting this shit and being uh, yeah reading up on on what Denmark is doing if you're living here and uh, you want to have a say. Dem the hot, hot tips. tips. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Marius. You're welcome. Uh, I yeah. Yeah. I got nothing else to say. You said it all. Well, uh, you look you look good, Owen. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you look. You you look. I look. You look. I that at I me do. with eyes that, that says the show's over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you. So uh thank you for listening, guys. <laughs>